Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, if you've been following the podcast for a while, you would know that I am an absolute sucker for the topic of identity. I love talking about big questions like how you know who you are, what does it mean to be you, what does it mean to love yourself. And that's why I got so excited when our amazing guest expert this week messaged me saying she'd like to be on the show and she wanted to talk about how to reconnect with yourself and how to rediscover your self-identity in a way that is practical, actionable and real. You know, there's a lot of talk these days about loving yourself, but how do we do that in a way that's practical and enjoyable? You know, it's such a powerful topic to talk about and I'm so, so pumped. Our guest expert this week is none other than Kobe Stokeman. She's an incredible, incredible woman, a dear, dear friend of mine. We've just been chatting recently about how much we have in common. It's actually getting a little bit scary. Looking forward to this interview with her because I think there's just going to be a lot of points where we agree on and we can bring a lot of complementary value to each other. So with that being said, we're going to jump straight into the interview and straight into the podcast. We're going to be bringing Kobe straight on board today. So let's welcome her to the podcast. Let's welcome her to the studio. Let's welcome her into our lives and into our heads and our hearts. Let's get this. Hello, Kobe. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Declan? Good, thank you. We got here in the end. We figured out the technology. Look, technology can be really good and then it can be... Look, I'm going to call it testing. Let's let's go with testing. I like to think that our, my listeners, every second week when I have a guest expert on like yourself, go, man, he's just not getting the hang of this technology thing, is he? But you know what? We're getting there over time. Look, and, he... Uh, Look, he just needs to get his shit together, okay? <laughs> I just recorded a little intro saying how excited I was to have you on board when I read your, uh, you know, some of the topics you wanted to speak about today and the value you wanted to bring to this podcast. I went, wow, this is so aligned with what I do and what I believe in. And um, look, I'm a bit of a, a sucker for talking about all things identity. I absolutely love it. So I'm so pumped to hear your thoughts and your perspectives on how people can reconnect with their identity and find themselves again and live that authentic life by doing so. And I especially love that you talked about making self-love, you know, practical. Yeah. That's a good concept, but how do people actually do it? Um, yes. So before we jump into all that juicy, juicy goodness, though, that I'm really excited about, I wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to all of our listeners and give them a, a brief backstory on you and how you got to be where you are and yeah, just, just to connect with them a bit more. So over to you. Oh God. Okay. So now there's one thing that you must know about me is I talk a shitload. Oh, you're so, both. This is going to yeah, be a yeah, so lock yourselves in guys, grab a drink. Um, cause I, I like, okay. This is like short version, okay? Okay. My, my name is Kobe. Um, I, I live just outside of Canberra, so that's where I'm from, the good old place. If you know, why would you live there? It's so cold. Yeah, it's so cold, but then it's also so hot. Um, so we live in Canberra. I'm married with two kids and they are uh, six, nearly seven and four kind of ages. That's how old my two kids are. Um, and, yeah, so my biggest thing is, is I had kids really young. So I had kids at 21 
And I've always been a bit of an old soul in terms of, in a bit of a woo-woo sense, I've definitely been here before. Mm-hmm. Like I've done my rounds. Um, so when I was um, 18, I ran a, my own business, which was uh, one of the flight centre stores. So what happened from there was I started in one of the stores just as I kind of turned 18. I did really well. And then they're like, do you want to manage and own this store? And I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be great. And, it, um, you know, there's a lot of um, challenges with that. And I worked a lot of hours. And in the end, it was a choice between um, my husband or work kind of thing. It was like 16-hour days. And was I was burning out massively. I was getting a lot of skin infections. It wasn't good. Mm. And... Um, where this also, I just want to give you a bit of extra of like what kind of person I am as well, because how it really plays out is people used to say to me, um, like I remember one of the ladies who I worked with who was pregnant with twins at the time and she worked for me and she was saying, I said, I'm going to go buy a house tomorrow. And she's like, you can't just go buy a house. I was like, yeah, I can. I'm just going to go buy a house. She's like, you can't go buy a house. I was like, I can. I came back in the dictionary. I was like, I bought a house. Like, like it's just sort of. I'm a very big go-getter, um, but at the same time too, as soon as I had kids, so I had my first kid at 21 um, and then had the next one at 24, and as soon as I had kids, I just didn't know who I was anymore. Mm. And it it all sort of came tumbling down in a sense um, and I got, you know, in, in bunny is diagnosed with postnatal depression, um, And but I was very practical with that in terms of I was very anxious um, and I'm sure everyone knows this feeling when you when your chest gets really tired and you're kind of struggling to breathe a little bit and you don't and your brain's kind of going round and round in circles you don't really know what to do and that's sort of the way that I was but what I was doing was analyzing what was happening so I was sort of saying okay well this is what's happening. So my husband, my husband's name is Matt. So Matt left the house. Um, okay, so now I'm at home with Cooper, but he's fine because I know he'll feed every three hours. So I don't even know I'm upset. The washing's done. This is done. All I need to do is this. So why do I feel like this? Mm. And that was a lot of, that just went round and round and round in circles over and over again. And I ended up masking all this shit by like, I went in, my parents own a company, and so I went and helped my mum out and worked for them after four weeks after having Cooper. Um, that was my eldest. And I went and helped her out. And I just kept myself, you know how, and you'd know this, people say, keep busy, keep busy. Yes. And to be honest, that was like the worst fucking thing I could have done in the world because that's what I did. I kept busy for like four years and I just kept masking um, who I was as well. And this is how the self-identity comes into it because at the time I just thought it was there's something wrong with me. I just need to keep busier because the busier that I am, the less I feel like I don't know who I am or that I feel shit because I feel like I have a sense of like purpose when I'm busy, right? Mm. And so I just kept going and going and going. And I'm talking like it got to the point where we were, I so that house I originally bought when we were 19, we'd sold that. I ended up buying it when I was 19 by the time it actually went through. And then we sold that. Um, we rented a place like just down from a block of land where then we built a new house and we built it on our weekends. And like my husband and I both built it in six months. So he's a builder, but he was working for someone else at the time. Like that's how busy we were. I was working out like six, seven days a week. 
And I, you know, I kind of had more of a fit body, right? Mm. But I was very, and I was fitter after I had my first child than I was before. So it all came into like this physical appearance. Okay, well, my physical body looks good. So, or like, you know, like it feels good, but I was still never happy with where I was. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's so common too, right? To get into that pattern of I'll be happy when, like the next step is supposedly where happiness is. Totally. But, and this is again where like it's all hindsight, isn't it, with your identity is it's mainly Mm. because I was trying to be someone or trying to change who I was so that Mm. I could be happy when in actual fact I just needed to find who I was again. Mm. And this happens like it it got to the point where then we – we then, I fell pregnant again. We had another baby, we had a miscarriage and then we had another baby and the same thing kind of happened again. It's like you get dumped. Like I'm talking like if you picture like a truck just dumping shit on top of your house, that's kind of what it is because everything has to stop when you have another baby. I mean, in the Mm. same sense too, I was still working the whole time, like in terms of was taking calls literally 12 hours after the second one was born and doing those things. But I didn't give myself time to stop and go, okay, well, who am I now? Because we Mm. do change. Like I'm not the same person I was a year ago, let alone five years ago or ten years ago. And so really what I was doing was just going along with life and keeping busy and keeping my mind going and shutting all the doors of things that were like, hello, I'm here. Like this is actually what you like. This is actually what you like to do. And saw that as more pain and anger as opposed to, actually opening them up and going, okay, well, what is this and what do I need to focus on right now? Um, Mm -hmm. And it did get to the point where I had a panic attack in a car and so I was driving with my husband. We're going down actually our street that we used to live in and then we moved again, hence why we moved. And I couldn't breathe and I remember the feeling in my my chest was so tight and I never felt anything like it and I was banging my feet up, like pushing, like it's like I was pushing. Mm And I couldn't breathe. And he's looking at me he's like, what are you doing? And it was like one swift movement of like my left hand onto my seatbelt, my right hand onto the door handle, and I just tried to roll out of the car because and – and it wasn't necessarily a sense of like I wanted to in my life. It was I couldn't mm-hmm. breathe. Like I couldn't – I needed to escape that pain that I was feeling. Mm. And when – you know, let's fast forward a few years later and all this other stuff's happened like a few years later and all this, I've done a lot of work on myself and all all that other stuff. When I look back, I go, holy shit, 99% of that is because I just didn't know who I was and I wasn't living the person who I actually am. Yep. And I remember before I stopped, hopefully that gives you a bit of an overview of my Mm. story, but, you know, my husband used to say to me, you're going to love this, like I'm talking, I remember in our first house back in the days, like way, way, way back. So this is nearly 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And he used to say to me, you know, I'd be waiting at the door for him like a puppy and, mm. and he'd come home and I'd be like, hey, 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 like what are you doing? Like, oh, you're home. Like, oh, this is great. And, and it was purely because I was looking for validation from him that I was mm-hmm. a good mum or that I was a good human or that I was enough or that, you know, who I was being was enough. And he used to say to me, I was like, why don't you love me? Like, just give me love, just love me. And he'd say to me, and he thinks he's not like all in tune and he totally is because he used to say to me, (laughs) he's like, how can you expect others to love you if you can't even love yourself? Mm. And that's where Mm -hmm. it falls into like, well, how, and this is what I say to all my clients about and why the, the huge thing that I'm all about is like, 
well, how can you love yourself if you don't know who you are anymore? Exactly. Exactly. I was about to say the same thing. I know one of my very first coaches, he asked what I wanted. And I said, well, I want to feel self-confident. And he goes, mate, how can you be confident in someone you don't even know? Yes. And I was like, oh, shit. He goes, look at the structure of the word. Self-confidence, self-love. What comes at the start of it? Self. Yeah. So who the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, God, this is a big question. <laughs> yeah, it's like, stop, stop. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I've opened the rabbit, you know, the rabbit hole. I'm going down. <laughs> All right, and we're in. <laughs> so, yeah, I totally get that. And I can really reflect on it and go, wow, I had some very similar sort of realizations. And it's beautiful that you did that like you know I think a lot of people have that I like to think life gives us a a poke and then it will give us a push and then it'll give us a punch if we ignore the first two yeah but even then some people try and ignore the fucking punch and they just keep getting hit by life and they wonder what's happening you know it's a credit to you that you went hmm maybe I'm getting told something yeah and I mean maybe something has to change I don't know whether if you look back or if you have that when I look back, I actually know, I know the trigger of when I first lost my self-identity. Like I know yeah. it now. And that was back in the, the end of year eight going into year nine. And I remember uh-huh. the exact moment now. And that's only because I do a lot of work on that stuff now. But I can mm-hmm. now see that first, my first point where I slipped into, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, is you do what you think other people want you to do. Yes, it's about fitting into the herd and into the pack for safety. And yeah, we lose that sense of uniqueness and, and individualism. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, I'm seeing it's the thing, there's so many points that you brought up to sharing your story that I want to deep dive into because they're so common. I know for a fact, you know, quite a lot of our members, for example, are mums and they have that struggle where their whole identity becomes wrapped up in being a mum and that's it. Yeah. It's I'm a mum and I'm nothing else. And then, well, what happens when the kids move out? You know, we put all our eggs in one basket or on the flip side, you know, we've had members who put all their identity eggs in the basket of, well, I'm a CEO. Yeah. Okay, well, what happens if the company collapses, right? So I'm a massive believer in three-dimensional identity and not going down that trap of defining yourself by one label per se. hundred percent. I know that's something that you believe in as well. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. And especially for all our mums listening to this podcast who are really listening and listen to your story and went, God, that sounds like me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, the scary thing is there's so many different layers to my story that I was like, okay, we're going to have to pinpoint the ones that are actually going to be relevant to this because, you know, Mm. being a mum, there is, being anyone is, you know, but when you first become a mum, your whole life like literally changes that there's so many different dimensions. Um, sorry, but what did you say you, um, we're going to dive into? <laughs> yeah. So for those who are listening to this and going, I get that, like that whole idea mm. of I feel like my entire life is now, I've lost myself mm. in being a mum or being a parent, right? Yeah. How, how did you go about changing that and bringing back that three-dimensional character to your own identity and recognizing that you are more than just that yeah cool so what I want to start with is what's really interesting is is um I held a workshop the other month and I stood in the room and it was it was one of those situations where at the same time it's like oh fuck this could sink or swim and I asked that one of the first things I asked all the women in the room and there are about uh 15 to 20 women in the room and they are they're all mums And I said, okay, so, and they knew they were coming to the workshop for self-identity. So 
you know, usually when you go to those things, you might think about, you know, who you might be on the way there or whatever you might think and you may not as well. But let's, let's just picture a room of 15 to 20 women, um, mums in the room, and they're all sitting there. And I said, okay, so if someone was to get on the phone to you tomorrow and say to you, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, you know, what do you love? What do you don't love? Like, why do you like those things? What would you say? Like, who are you? Mm. And everyone in the room, and this is where I was like, okay, this is either going to sink or swim. And everyone, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And everyone turned around and looked at each other. And it wasn't as though, because then I tested it, it wasn't as though they were looking at each other like, oh, I just don't want to answer. Like, this is embarrassing. One woman said, she goes, literally, Kobe, all I can think of is mum. And everyone mm. in the room just went, yes. They're like, I can't think of anything else, Kobe. And, they, and I said, well, you know, what else are you? What else are you besides a mum? And they were all seriously mm-hmm. sitting there going, I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. They're like, I'm a human. I don't know. Like, I'm a mum. I'm a school dropper offerer. Like, I don't know. And yeah. this is women who were, some of them had, one of them had a six-month-old there with her. And there was a, a woman there who has teenagers. Yeah. And, you know, so obviously some people are starting this journey early and identifying this and other people are, uh, are not. And so one thing, like, you know, that, that I get them to do is I have all these worksheets. And, and the, the biggest thing that I have that's helped me is really nutting out, okay, well, who am I? Like, what do I mm-hmm. like? What do I not like? Like, what do my friends describe me as? And I've got, and I'll, and I'll give this to you as well, um, Declan, after this, is I've actually got a worksheet that prompts some of these questions to start thinking oh, about it. Amazing. Um, and, you know, mine, do you want to know mine? My who am I? This is what I call mm. a who am I kind of thing. And so mine at the moment, I'm just going to read it, um, but this is like my latest one I've written out and the reason why I'm, I could say a completely different thing about myself, but in terms of writing it out, I find writing it out is really different and I don't know whether mm. you're the same. I love to write things. Mm. Um, and so mine's like, I'm Kobe, I'm a mum, I'm a wife. And just notice that mum and wife, that's it, okay, of that part. Mm. I'm a wife, I'm a mum, I'm a dad joke lover and a red wine drinker from a small town outside of Canberra. Most weekends I can be found camping. The more remote, the better. Being close to the ocean fills my soul and being on top of the mountain just hearing the birds birds and crackling of leaves fall make me feel as though I'm so grounded. I am loud, I am proud and I will laugh for hours over silly inappropriate jokes when my belly aches and I need to grab my cheeks from laugh to pain. Humor keeps me young, keeps me smile, keeps my smile lines growing and makes me feel like my heart is on fire. I love serving the world by empowering other mums to know they are enough, they are doing an amazing job and that it is okay to feel alone, lost and down during motherhood but it doesn't always have to be like that and you can be mm. unapologetically yourself. Most mm. people don't know that even though I love to talk in the big groups and share my big message, I am a total introvert and I love... Um, to hibernate, snuggle on the couch and enjoy time with a book or a good TV series. I have the greatest creepy wink. I snort when I laugh. My thighs love each other so much they touch and I have smile lines and dimples for days and I love it. So that was really long. But does that give you an example of like instead of just I am mum, like that's who I am. Like does that give you a picture of who I am more than like There's so much more depth, right? There's so much more depth there where it's going – I'm a big believer in even with any label, be it mum, wife, you know, parent, mm. daughter, business owner, whatever it may be, 
you know, the label shapes you but doesn't define you. Totally. So I think that's such a beautiful example of that because even as you went through it all, it's like, okay, all of these individual aspects shape who you are as a unique and amazing person, but none of them on their own define you. Totally. And you they're going to change, beautiful. aren't they? Mm. Like you're never going to, like we said earlier, you're never going to be the same person you were 10 minutes ago in some cases. Exactly. Um, and that's why, so all everything that I just read out has a prompting question. So things mm. like my name is, like mm. most weekends I can be found. My purpose in life is too. I believe that. I want to be mm. the best version of me because most people don't know, you know, that that's what I use as a template for people to write out and really dive into okay, well, let's, a bit like journaling in a way. Yes. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, let's find out who I am with these prompting questions. And the mm. interesting thing is, is all my, 99% of my clients say to me at the start, they're like, oh, they actually say to me like a week later, they're kind of like, oh, I actually thought this was really dumb at first. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, like, they actually say that, like, I thought this was really dumb. And then they said, and, but they said it changed every single day what they thought about themselves or what they thought was important to them. Or more so, why it was important to them. Mm. I suppose it's bringing about that awareness and that clarity to it as well, isn't it? It gives them the opportunity to take a bit of space and time physically and emotionally to go, oh, fuck, what what are my answers to these questions? Because so easy we get distracted and keep ourselves busy, 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 busy as a way of avoiding answering or even thinking about some of these deeper questions. Totally, 100%. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and just, you know, the reason what I found too was, and this is what I'd say for people to watch too, is that, you know, a lot of people write down things like, okay, well, most weekends I can be found at the beach or, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, very, uh, and like you said, doesn't have a lot of depth. And the minute you yes. can go into, okay, well, why do you like the beach? How does it make you feel? Mm. Or why do you not like going on the sand? Why do you like going in the water, but you don't like the sand? Like that is who you are. Like that. Mm-hmm. that that differs you from everyone else and that's a great thing and it falls back to your message about just being who you are and not worrying about what other people think about you yeah well I, I mean I'm sure you know that the whole reason we have be you as a movement is because we do believe that it's the greatest gift we can give not only ourselves but the world as a whole totally to show up authentically and unapologetically as our damn selves yep <laughs> you know often that's easier said than done because unfortunately we're you know we're not empowering people with the skills and strategies and knowledge to do this in school or in their careers so it's up to people to seek it out to themselves you know from your perspective i'm hearing and i agree 100 percent that the first step to some of these topics that are very uh, dare i say popular on instagram these days mm-hmm. like self-confidence self-love body image all these things that everyone's talking about as concepts but not putting into practical actionable you know things that people can sink their teeth into the first step to that, I think you and I both agree, is yeah, getting clarity on self, yeah, right? knowing who you are. And then what would you say the next steps are for that, for making self-love more of a practical and actionable practice rather than just a nice idea that goes up on a hump day motivation on, on Wednesdays on Instagram? Oh, fuck. Don't even get me started with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so... Let's just take a moment to tear shreds off all the Insta coaches and then we'll come back here. And then, <laughs> and then we'll come back and sort our shit out, okay? Cool, give you 10 minutes. Oh, oh God. And the whole thing around, like, you know, I get, you know, there's there's a big thing about, you know, it's the self-love movement and love yourself mm. and all this kind of shit. And it comes out to exactly what we said before. 
how can you love yourself if you don't know who you are anymore? And, yep. you know, so the first thing is like what you said is, is getting clarity on yourself and who you yes. are. And that can take, that can take some time, but it's just being persistent with it and going, okay, well, who am I? Like, what do I love doing? Why do I love doing it? And it's amazing mm. that the more that you actually do that, the more then you kind of bring yourself out of this like slump of, um, I don't, you know, that, that whole, like, I actually don't know who I am anymore. I don't know why I'm doing this and I'm just doing life. Like, does that make sense? Like just mm. doing life and you kind yes. of feel like, oh, well, you kind of have a bit more. And this is seriously what I hear from all my clients. They're like, oh, I actually felt after I wrote out my, who am I, who am I in the morning? They're like, I felt a bit like lighter. Like, okay, well, I know what I'm, yep. you know, I know who I am today. And I know what I'm, you know, what I'm going about life today. And there's obviously a lot more depth that can go into that. But Mm. then it falls into, okay, well, now we want to start, now that we know who we are, and like you said, we can go into loving ourselves. And the thing Mm. that I find that, again, all our fucking Instagram friends that say, (laughs) (laughs) that go, oh, just love yourself. And it's like, but that's not step one because people yeah, are... Thanks fo- for that shit, Susan. How do I do that? <laughs> You're really fucking cool, Susan, but no yeah, one likes no you. Um, oh, is that easy, is it? Just love myself? Fuck, oh, I've cool. I'll, that st- I'll stand in front of the mirror and tell myself I love myself. That'd be 600 bucks, <laughs> thanks. Like, like, it just doesn't work. Like, how can mm. you love yourself? And it, and it comes back to actually understanding who you are and then understanding more than anything, Declan, I don't know whether you agree with this. So this is, uh, I, I quite like if you don't as well, but obviously all mm. for if you do, um, <laughs> that, that your, you is not your outside. Like, yes. like you are not your shell. Yep. And that's why when we dive into, okay, well, who are you? It shouldn't have, and I don't, if you remember what I said about myself, Mm. the only thing that attributed to my outside was my wrinkles and that my thighs love each other so much they touch I'm pretty sure and you know like those are the only two things that would describe the way that I look I did not say to you that I have brown or blonde hair how long it is how short it is how much I necessarily weigh or like you wouldn't be able to pick me out of a street by me Mm. describing myself like that Mm. and we could do a description one but wouldn't have much value because you Mm. and the thing that I say to people I said which this is how I interpret self-love in terms mm. of if you were to have 80% of your skin burnt tomorrow, mm. would you still love yourself? Like, would you know who you are at the core that would that matter? Like, you know, obviously it would have a huge impact on your life. So don't take this yes. fully, fully like properly, like take a bit of like yes. hypothetical to this instance. But, you know, or if your arm was to get cut off in an accident or your leg or something was to happen like that, you know, would you still be you? Would you know who you are? And that's what, mm-hmm. and would you still love that person? Because that's what it's about. Self-love is about loving your inside. First of all, mm-hmm. also obviously knowing who you are and loving every bit about that. That when you read your who am I and you know who you are and you can describe yourself in a way that's like empowering that mm. the outside of you doesn't matter. So it's not about standing in front of the mirror and telling yourself you love yourself or getting getting on your underwear and taking photos and going, yeah, I'm cute, I'm sexy. It's a, uh, Mind you, I've done a photo shoot of myself in my underwear, but yep. not in very nice underwear actually, but purely for the fact of like it doesn't, my outside doesn't determine who I am. Yes. You know, like I shouldn't need validation because, you know, I've, you know, hashtag shredded. You know, like yeah. it's, 
it, it's it's not about that. Self love is not about going to the gym because that's oh, and I'd love to go into this with you about the difference between self care and self love. Mm. Do you hear a lot about that? I I hear a lot of the topics coming up, and I've always believed you know, at a deeper level that they're two distinctly different but complementary practices. Yes. Uh, but I think they're very misattributed to being the same. 100%. Um, so I'd love to hear your perspective on it because from my perspective very much, as you said, self-love is recognising A, that self-identity and appreciating it. And for me, I believe, you know, my definition of love is a deep appreciation and acceptance of someone as they are. So it's not you know, self-love, I'm perfect. That's not the case. It's, you know, more of a sense of self-compassion. I'm genuinely grateful for who I am Yes. at a deeper level than just my body. But then on the self-care level, I also go, well, hang on, I love and value myself enough to know that I feel fucking great when I've been looking after my physical health. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel great when I take time off work. I feel great when I'm doing work that's meaningful. And those are more of the habits and practices I feel that come as a result of that self-love yeah um, how do you feel about that what, give me your I pretty much completely agree and the interesting thing is is a lot of this is with you know your women on Instagram and even just women in general so you know I'm sure that your your female listeners would really appreciate this because women hear it all the time you know just love yourself just love yourself you know and a lot of, and I hear a lot of, and you'd probably see this too, that there's a lot of, oh, self-love day and someone's having a fucking bubble bath. I was like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, I hate to burst your balls, but having a bubble bath is not self-love. That can yeah. fall under self-care because we've yeah. got to like be clean and take care of ourselves, um, you know, and that's kind of also falls into hygiene. Um, mm. But, you know, that, that's self-care. That's caring for your body. And it might be still caring for like downtime, so like massages, yeah. which are big massages, um, bubble baths, like going for a walk, um, going to the gym. That's self-care. And exactly what you said, it's caring for like your physical appearance and like the way that you feel and that it makes you feel good when you do those things. Mm. That's self-care to me. Um, mm. But self-love is like what you said in my head too, is, is it's loving who you are on the inside and like appreciating that person. And when I say self-love, what I also mean is, is saying nice things to yourself and your, mm-hmm. your, your inner voice, your inner talk, be mm. kind, like not standing in front of the mirror and saying, oh, fuck, you look so fat in that, like take that off or you look like a mm. piece of shit or like you shouldn't be wearing that, that doesn't go with this or that doesn't go with that or, you know, oh, my God, look at your face, look how many pimples you've got, look how many, you know, like all that kind of stuff is the opposite of self-love. So if you can Mm. change that conversation within yourself, you know, that to me is once that conversation is changed and you have this holistic, you know, appreciation and gratitude for yourself, that Mm. that is the epitome of self-love. And same thing, which I didn't think about until you said it, is the way that you love other people. So thinking about that, you know, there'd be people out there like your parents just say, or in a lot of cases, a lot of parents which is a good example, that you love unconditionally. It doesn't matter mm. about their size, about what colour their hair is, about what clothes they wear. You love them to your core and it's about being able to love yourself like that. Mm, without a doubt. And, and just on that note, I think it's, do you believe that I think uh, that self-love and self-care are equally valuable and, and complementary practices but still distinctly different 
or do you think we can get away with just one of them? No, I think they're both. I think they're both really important, but the difference mm-hmm. I think is is that everyone nearly needs to have like the same level of self love for themselves. Like you know, yes. like you know, in a in a in a, in a perfect world, everyone mm. would love themselves. And you you know, mm-hmm. you have moments where you don't, but that's the whole thing about self development is being able yes. to then you know, use the tools to be able to find out why, you know, you're, you're feeling that way and turn that around or do whatever you want with that. But self-care, I think, is different for each person. Like yes. some people couldn't give a shit about makeup. Other people do. And that's whatever. If that's for you, that's for you. Some people couldn't care less about going and having a massage or getting their hair done. And other people, mm. that's a huge self-care ritual for them that that makes them feel good on the inside. Yeah, so I suppose we could almost say that self-love is like that internal foundation and self-care is more the individualised expression externally. Yes. If we're just doing self-care without self-love, it's like building a skyscraper with no foundation. That shit's going to fall down eventually. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm loving sort of the clarity that that brings to going, well, hang on, both of these are valuable, but they are distinctly different. We still need to you know, not mistake them for each other. Yeah. Because you're right. There are too many people who are just putting up, you know, that having a bubble bath, for example, as you said, is an expression of their own self-love. It's like, well, hang on. It's not actually hitting that depth, that, you know, that inner true care of, of identifying and recognizing and appreciating who you are as a unique individual. Yeah. And do you find too, like if you leave a massage, just say, and you go, I'll go have a massage. That'll make everything better. And then you kind of, you go and have a massage, but the expectation at the start of like to say that massage isn't that, hey, I'm just caring for myself and I need a bit of time out. Mm. And what I see is a lot of people attribute, well, I've gone and had a massage and I still feel like shit. It's like, <laughs> oh. I'm meant to love myself now, damn it. That's what I paid my $70 <laughs> for for my one-hour massage. Yeah, I paid someone to stand on my back and love me, okay? That's what I paid for. <laughs> oh, and, and I find, like, you know, the expectation is that you you leave and you're supposed to feel better and you don't. And that's the whole thing is, like, it's about seeing, like, change, shifting your mindset of how you see those things that it's, it's, you know, it's a self-care ritual and it's something that may make you feel good in the moment, but what's your expectation of that too? Like what's your expectation of that massage? What is it going to do? Is it going to change your life or is it going to, you know, loosen your muscles and, 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 and make you feel good and give you a bit of time out space? Mm. Yeah, it's such a powerful thing to be asking because then we go into it not with these hyperinflated expectations that then afterwards we find aren't met. Um, and then, oh, well, what was the point? Yeah, like uh, I well, paid 80 bucks and didn't, well, aren't like a changed right? woman. Yeah, it's like obviously it wasn't the massage then. Obviously I'm meant to go have a bubble bath or have some wine or have like, yeah, so it's like always looking for the next answer. It's like, no, the answer's within. Like the answer's, yeah. the answer's <laughs> not out here. Like it's, and then we can actually have a moment to come in with realistic expectations that they're then met and we feel really grateful and appreciative of for them because they are still great practices they are um, and i see a lot of i see a lot of people and i'm very visual so i see a lot of people who are like um i say to them i was like it's like you're in a cube and i will eat a picture like cube lid off and you're like looking down into it and you're literally just like running around in circles and it's like you're on a hamster wheel in essence you know that's the analogy but you know, you're running around in circles and then like every now and again you'll get this glimpse of this door just opening and you run towards it and then you close it yourself because you don't Mm. let yourself open that door to, okay, well, what else could this be? Like, you know, what else could I be doing to help myself or love myself or what's actually 
going on in my own mind that I can unpack about how I actually feel about myself. Um, mm. Cause I think that's another, you know, that's something I really work on your thoughts, create your feelings. And I don't know yep. what you feel about that actually. Um, I work a lot with, yeah, that your thoughts create your feelings, but mm. a lot of the time we've got these unconscious thoughts that we're having about ourselves that we don't even know that we're saying like that constantly mm. before we leave the house, we might have 50 thoughts about how shit we are as humans. And that's just mm. no wonder why we feel like shit. Like, yeah, you know, um, you know, that's a huge thing with, you know, okay, well, how can I love myself and how can I accept who I am and have gratitude for who I am? It's like, mm. okay, well, we need to stop all that talk that we have. Mm. Or at least be able to uh, disarm it and overcome it. Right. Cause I think, We'll always have it to a degree. I mean, I don't know of anyone who never has a, a um, self-defeating thought pop into their head. Yeah. It's more do we buy into it. Yes. Believe it and let that run on for hours and then spawn 50 of its friends. I think another very visual analogy of that is, you know, if you're throwing a house party in your head and one not so great guest manages to sneak past the guest list and get in, that's not much of a problem. It's not going to ruin the vibe of the party. But if we allow that guest to leave the door open and invite 50 of their mates, well, the party's going to be pretty fucking rough now. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Like, shit's going to get real and glass is probably going to get broken. And then the two different parties are going to be fighting each other and then before you know it, you're just tired. And you're like, like, I just want to go to bed. (laughs) No, do you know what it is, though? It's kind of like, oh, great analogy. I love that analogy. It's kind of like, and this is an analogy for your mind, that you go, okay, no, I'm going to leave the party and I'm going to close the door. Yep, yep. But the interest- I don't have to be here. <laughs> but the interesting part is, is that unless, if you're just going, oh, my God, I just want to ignore it and I just want to close the door. And this is where all my shit came to a head, um, was that, you know, you, you, you can only close so many doors without yes. dealing with them. Well, and there's only what- so many rooms in the house to hide from them. <laughs> yeah, and then one day all those doors are going to burst open and it's going to be like jello flowing through the house and it's oh, going to drown fuck, you. you're still here. <laughs> fuck, I thought I dealt with you three years ago. No, yeah. mate, you didn't. <laughs> oh, so, funny. you know, I, I completely agree that it, it all comes back to being able to unpack what's actually going on in your mind and being able to say, well, do I actually believe that especially when it comes to thoughts about yourself and who you are as a person Mm. you know like we all have those thoughts that you know you're not good enough or who are you to think that you can do that and you know but you can go a lot deeper where people have very negative thoughts about their self-appearance or that you know that you know all those sorts of things and it's about going well how much of that do you actually believe or how much do you want to believe that because Mm. you can actually change that like you have you can do it. You've just got to be able to identify it in the first place. Without a doubt. And, and have the ability once identifying it to have tools and strategies in place to shape it and play with it. You know, that's the beauty of time totally. is we can make long-term sustainable change to it. Um, you know, I'm just looking, you know, you and I sort of predicted this coming in, but I've just gone, holy fuck, we're 40 minutes in already. <laughs> and I was like, I just feel like we scratched the surface and I want to keep going more and more and more and more. You and I are going to have to do a whole nother episode and maybe a few Facebook lives and, bloody a few co-speaking events to deep dive into all this i think we are too and guess what we didn't even talk about sex oh yet like that's that's coming on the next podcast episode yeah so watch out like (laughs) do a cheeky little uh get people keen for that conversation i know but Um, yeah and that all falls back to being yourself doesn't it yeah right but uh 
to clarify today and to help people go, that's something I can do with this. Because I know you and I are massive advocates and believers in making self-development and, um, you know, self-love and identity practical. Yeah. If you could give three key takeaways or three bits of advice from your story and your experience, what would they be? If someone's listening to this going, man, this conversation has resonated with me. These guys are fucking crazy, but I love it. Um, so they should. Yep. Right. Yeah. And they're going, but what can I do from here? What, what would you say their first three steps are? Okay. I would say number one, it's starting to look at who are you? And it just comes, you don't need to do any prep work before this. It's literally as simple as, and I will send this um, to Declan, is my worksheet for you. doesn't have a fancier name than that. Um, so that you can start doing this. And I'd say do it either every morning or every night, whatever actually works with your routine and unpacking and just filling it out. You know, let your mind flow with that and start looking at who you are. So that would be my number one is like, okay, well, let's start looking into who I am. Um, my second one would be is letting that person just be and start doing those things. So if you say, if, if you're in a position where on most weekends I can, I can be found, well, I don't really do anything, but this is what I want to do, start doing those things. So start when you see things in your who am I that you're sort of going, oh, well, I don't really do those things anymore, is start making change and start doing those things that fill your soul. And my third one, which I just forgot, um, <laughs> would be to, oh, to understand that to have high self-confidence mm. is to have a high perception of yourself. Mm. That's all it is. It's as simple as dumb shit as it is is it's your own perception of yourself. Mm. So if you can, if you then work backwards up the ladder, if you can start being the person that you say that you are or that you want to be, so that's right up the top, who you who you are or who you want to be, you know, what sort of things light your soul on fire and why, and then go down to, okay, well, now I'm going to start doing that. If you can then go perceive yourself highly and go, well, I love myself. I'm doing all these things because I love my life and I appreciate who I am and that I have gratitude for all the things that I have in my life, then you're going to have high self-confidence. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a flow on effect. And those are my sort of three things is not starting at, well, I just want to have high self-confidence. I just want to have high self-confidence is, is a simple, you know, it can be as simple as is figuring out who you are and then you can um, ultimately be a confident person. Definitely. And I'll second that and vouch for that so much. I think they're such important steps because they're in the right order. And I think a lot of people will get them the wrong way around. Yeah, so, like um, they come in with the mm -hmm. expectation of I just want to be confident or I just want to love myself. And there's, yes. you know, as you know, you've, you've got other tools too. There's a couple of tools before that that you need to do to get there. Definitely, definitely. And thank you so much as well for... Um, you know, organizing to send through that worksheet and those questionnaires to me. What I'm going to do for everyone who's listening, every, this actually works out perfectly. It's meant to be. Every to be. week we do two, we do a thing called the active journaling challenge where we send out a topic every week and people get these for free. They get the chance to deep dive into these bigger questions and have a chance to explore them and, um, you know, take action on them. 
And I think what we're going to do is actually dedicate the week that this podcast launches, we're going to dedicate the week to identity. Yeah. And then we'll do the following week on self-love and self-care as the topics. And what I'll do for everyone who's enrolled in that, in the free active journaling challenge, they'll get a copy of, uh, of, of your questionnaire and of your worksheet. So if you're listening and you're not involved in the Active Journaling Challenge yet and you don't want to miss out on that, make sure you email us at grow at bucoaching.org and I can organize for you to get enrolled in that for free. Um, if they did want to connect with you further, Kobe, and, and follow you in your wildlife and adventures, but also pick your brain and hang out with you, where would they be best to, other than at the beach on the weekend, where would they be best to find you and connect with you? Look, interestingly enough, I'm not at the beach. I'll be away camping, Declan, if you That's listen to my nice. whoever. <laughs> I just remember you saying when you're like at the beach, but why don't you like the sand? And I was like, fuck, she's talking directly to me. I hate the sand. Why do I hate the sand? But Holy do I shit. like the beach? Do I like the sand? Of yeah, the beach? What I, do like, I, I don't even like? know what I believe in anymore. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I can be found. Oh, God. Now I feel like I'm a bit of a hypocrite. No, I'm not really. Um on Instagram at the Real Mum Life AUS Oz, um, and on Facebook at the Real Mum Life. Um, email me at hello at the Real Mum Life um, And yeah, that's sort of where I hang. I do some Instagram lives here and there, and same with Facebook. Um, and yeah, the community is growing, and it's great. There's some really fucking cool mums in there. So um, so yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. Perfect. Well, I absolutely love that. And I'm sure um, everyone listening to this episode got a lot of value out of it. I'm very, very excited for you and I to collaborate more and connect more in future. I'm already running some ideas that I'm going to uh, have a chat to you about after this recording. But from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of everyone listening to the episode, thank you so much again for your openness, your vulnerability, your honesty, your authenticity, but also for volunteering your time to come on and share your story and your value with people. Yeah, I think more people need to step up and do that. It really does mean a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to our listeners that you've done that today. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was really great. Anytime. Also, uh, oh, hang on. I've got my own podcast as well. But that's what I was going to say was it's really yes. weird to be on the back of the other end of a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, what's your podcast? Let's get some it's, people from our audience to listen to yours. It's The Real Mum Life. Perfect. So, yeah, you'll hear me. I did actually do an episode on sex, Declan, which you're oh. And I couldn't stop making sex jokes the whole episode. I just sat there basically making sex jokes and I couldn't stop laughing. So there you go. If, if you were, if you, if that kind of tickled your ears, that conversation, it was, it was about, um, you know, why does, why does sex need to end after having kids? Like, and it doesn't. So, um, well, so that's I know what, what I'm about. listening to after this, just because I want to hear some of these sex jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What else would you like to do on a Tuesday? Oh, man, too funny. Too funny. Well, hey, thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. Have an amazing rest of your day. I'll flick you your message and we'll connect from there. Yeah, but, sounds um, good. Yeah, really appreciate it, Kobe. Thanks, Declan. Okay, see you. Bye. Ya. What a fun and energy-filled session with Kobe. My God, coming into it, I knew that it was going to be an absolute riot when you put the two of us on one episode together. But I also knew that there was going to be so much value offered in the episode. And as I said, I'm so stoked that Kobe came along and shared her insight. You know, 
I think we've got a very complimentary view on things, but Kobe just brings this this beautiful authenticity and her own perception to it, which I think resonates really well. So as always, if you loved the episode and you got a ton out of it, make sure you share it. You know, send us a, an email letting us know your thoughts. Uh, share the episode with friends. Put it up on your social media and make sure you tag us. Um, you know, the real mum life, AUS, and also Declan Edwards underscore BU. So we can see you sharing this message because it needs to get out more because it's with your help, it's with you spreading the word of this that we can actually achieve our goal of positively impacting a trillion lives. So in saying that, as I said in the episode, if you want to jump on and get a free copy of Kobe's worksheet to really help you tap into understanding yourself and your identity, and you also wanted to jump on board with BU's complimentary Uh, active journaling challenge where you get two emails a week straight into your inbox giving you these big questions to delve on and bring that clarity and understanding to yourself and your thoughts and your psychology make sure you flick a message to grow that's g-r-o-w at bucoaching.org and we can actually hook you up with that enroll you in the active journaling challenge for free and you'll be able to get access to that worksheet as well but until the next time we speak you know the drill from the bottom of my heart all the way out to yours be empowered Be exceptional and be you. I'll see you next time.